Our guest today is Lana Kerr. She's a dynamic entrepreneur who has championed women's health for many years and now has um, a therapy, an older therapy actually, that has been almost resuscitated by her because it really works. It's called carboxy therapy, which is topically increasing CO2 under the skin. Extremely helpful for skin uh, rejuvenation. Yeah, I loved this episode. I really did. She is so dynamic. She is so knowledgeable. And just what this therapy is doing um, in conjunction with the vaginal treatments and what it does for post-surgical, for plastic surgery patients, and the skin, the face and neck. Um, and I can't, the vagina. And yeah, that's what I said. That's what I opened with. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's really a great episode. Loved her. Can't wait to try this product. Should be in this week. So. Great. Enjoy. But what do I know? I'm just a vagina doctor. Lana Kerr, CEO and founder of Lumisk. Uh, I think uh, your organization started in 2015. Welcome to the Vagina Doctor podcast. It's great to have oh. you today. Thank you so much for having me. I love this topic and I love that we're going to be covering all of all the good stuff of down there and Absolutely. on top as well. Great. <laughs> You've been a champion of women's health and wellness for a long time, but I wanted to talk to you today really about carboxytherapy and CO2 lift, um, a revolutionary topical treatment to rejuvenate skin. Uh, more and more studies are supporting this. Um, many of my colleagues have been using it, and I refer to colleagues mainly as gynecologists, uh, so there aren't a lot of us in the cosmetic gynecology business, but certainly we're growing. Um, but tell me all about the carboxytherapy. We had a chat last week. Uh, it goes back a long way, so... Please go ahead and, and just really interested in what you have to say. So thank you again for having me. So carboxytherapy is started way back. It dates back to the days of the samurai warriors. They would bathe in the carbonic hot springs in Japan. They would fight in war and they would go there to very quickly heal their wounds. So they understood the benefit of carbon dioxide there. Fast forward until the 1900s. And the French develop a delivery system where you would use a needle. And so you have the tank of the CO2, use a needle, puncture the skin, and wherever it was placed, it had great regenerative properties. Then fast forward again now into the 20, recently, just before we launched, the Japanese developed a gel delivery system for which we have the exclusive license for. But basically you mix these two gels and it creates CO2 gas. And then the patented formula holds it into the skin. And what it's doing, it's increasing vasodilation, angiogenesis, blood flow. It really is, you know, one of our tagline is the fastest way to better skin. It truly is the, the fastest way to regenerate your skin without any pain, downtime, and a, a patient can do it in the privacy of their home for whatever part of the body works. And now you've developed a vaginal application too, which is more in my field. Yes. So we started, we, we started in 2015. We started with the studies. We launched officially in 2016. And that's of course with the face. And we had really dramatic before and afters. You know, that was our whole thing. We'd go the on the platform, the the uh, one physician who had been using the product would educate their peers 
on carboxytherapy, they would apply to a patient and then they would do the reveal and it was just remarkable. Then we, you know, we did studies and showing how it heals diabetic ulcer studies. This, the diabetic ulcer study is really what got me to understanding that this would help for the vulva vaginal. So we did, we did a pilot study on diabetic ulcers, um, non-healing wounds, you know, and, and for those of you listening, you know, that one of the problems with diabetics is circulation and we could actually close a non-healing diabetic ulcer in as little as eight days with four wow. applications of CO2 left. We've done a larger study, which is um, being published now, and all the all the patients, their wounds closed. But so fast forward to when I was 47. So I forget what the math, like around 2018, I started having issues with, you know, intimacy, with quality of intimacy. And, you know, I went to my gynecologist and I just had this conversation with her. And as I was telling you last week, it was really just an uncomfortable conversation for her. Mm -hmm. yeah. not so much me because so I was telling her about my sex life and it was like it was almost like TMI but I'm like who are you going to tell this to but a vagina doctor right. you know yeah. anyway um so I just told her I wasn't feeling the same way with my husband it was just I felt like I didn't feel him put it that way so anyway she explained to me what happens to the vulva what happens to the vagina you know, in terms of blood flow to the clitoris, and then in terms of what happens to vulva vaginal skin, it's like under the eyes and, you know, and, and so anyway, she was getting in a device called the Mona Lisa. Uh, um, and, and she said, why don't we try this on you? So I was like, sure, let's do it. But when I left, I thought about, you know, we have CO2 lift, and it works very much like energy, where, you know, energy based devices control damage to the skin, causing the body to rush oxygen-rich blood to the area and start repairing and healing. Well, the CO2 lift does it without damage to the tissue. Right. So I went to one of my um, <clears throat> medical directors, who is a cosmetic gynecologist, Dr. Levashoff, who has been using carboxy forever. And I said, what do you think about this? And he was like, definitely. So we did a pilot. We did a double-blind pilot study Wow. And, um, with the FSFI questionnaire. And uh, all the women that used the ultrasound gel showed no changes in sexual function. All the women that use a CO2 lift showed significant changes, including desire, which we just did, completed another one. But then we did the biopsies. And when you see that tissue after only 10 treatments, it's just remarkable. So I was pretty excited. Um, and then how, how are the treatments done? How are the treatments? In the study, they were done yeah. by the doctor. Okay, but do they, how do you get the gel inside? Yes. So when he did it, so now that we have the product, we have an, a, an applicator. So it looks very much like a tampon. So you mix the gels mm -hmm. and then you pull it up in the applicator. And I think that's the, the most challenging part of it because the gel is thick. So you have to just pull it up slowly and then you squirt it inside. You may need to do about two or three of them. And the last third will go on the, you know, on the labia all the way to the perineum and you can leave it on for 45 minutes or you can just go to bed, put on a panty liner and you wake up in the morning and you peed out in the toilet. If you wake up in the night because you were peeing, it would fall out um, and you're good to go. So it's, it's as simple as that. And is it uh, consecutive days in a row or three times a week or? Yes. So they want the loading dose is five, but it's really 10 that needs to be done depending on where you are. So you would do five. You want to do 10 within two, a two-week period. So I like saying five days, maybe leave the weekend off, and another five days, and you're good to go. 
There's no downtime. And it's actually a very comfortable treatment because it's very cool. So for some women who've had burning vaginas, it's just very cooling down there. Um, and, you know, you can have sex right away. There's no downtime. And um, your partner actually can feel a difference within the first three, generally. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I did that and I was just, I was very happy with it. But then I think what really sealed it for me was when I gave to my mom and my aunts who were in their 60s and 70s and they went from sandpaper to butter. And I was like, okay. So uh, then we did a larger study, which was published in, in 20, the end of 20, 2019. And we're in the process of doing another study, um, another IRB study, which had 50 women double blind. We just replicated the study, but they added stress incontinence um, as another indication because so many women were explaining, including myself, that you know we can cough and I'm not peeing myself, which I used to. And I didn't even notice when that happened. My husband actually pointed out that I'm, I would normally just habit cross my legs whenever I told mm -hmm. a joke or a sneezing and I didn't do it. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize it. But so many women were saying that. So we added that. I'm really excited. I saw some of the results already, just impressive. The biopsies were waiting on that and that will be a paper that will be published. And so in terms of the treatment being, you know, a 10 day treatment and then how, how long does it last? Great question. So we recommend that a woman does a maintenance once a month okay to make it but suppose you didn't suppose she just did those 10 she may need to repeat it again within i would say about eight to nine months she may not need as much of the 10 she may need five but she'll see a difference in her symptoms for instance i noticed like lubrication is one of the things i didn't have a i didn't my gynecologist said lana you don't have a problem with lubrication well i'll tell you something the type of lubrication that you get after this treatment would be similar to when you were young like in your 20s it's just overflowing you know so that's one of the big things i mean you know the sensitive the quality of orgasm changes the you know one of the interesting things on the study was desire increased and i just thought it was interesting because none of the women that use the placebo increased in desire and you think they think they're getting something that's going to help you think even your mind over matter would increase desire no only the CO2 left increase in desire, arousal. So, you know, we we understand, you know, that a lot of women, you know, it's it's two things. You know, you have the vagina, but you have the clitoris, which controls all your pleasure. Um, and uh, you know, there's so many, so many things I've read. Oh, there's no, you know, there's no G spot. Well, the clitoral root or whatever that area is, which can be a little different, is what stimulates pleasure. So when from penetration, when you have an orgasm, it's that clitoral root that's being stimulated. Um, but that needs blood flow. And, you know, many women are having sex with a flaccid clitoris, yeah. you know, not getting enough blood flow. Well, this this CO2 lift V, it really keeps that area full, almost like you're staying at a simmer so that mm -hmm. when you turn on the heat, then it can quickly boil, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think that, you know, we need to, you know, we always think about women like my age, you know, I'm 53 this year, like perimenopausal, but you really, I think women, you know, he's talking about aging. And we think about our faces, we start aging around 25 and we start doing things to prevent it. Well, that area, blood flow slows down. That area needs rejuvenation as well. Why don't we think about preventing it? And that's what this can do. But certainly for those who are facing those issues already, it, it can help to reverse it as well. Lana, did you actually ever use the Mona Lisa? 
No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I didn't need to. Great. Um, yeah, no, perfect. <laughs> I, I've worked with many physicians who use it and they use yeah. it in conjunction with it. Well, that, but, that's you know. actually what my my question was leading up to, because you this seems like uh, in some cases a standalone treatment for both face and vagina, uh, yes. but also a pre and post procedure um, uh, addition as well. Oh. And really helping in 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 that regard. So oh, definitely. I think for the Mona Lisa too, or for really any device, especially for women who have a lot of atrophy, sometimes even doing the treatment can be difficult for them. Yeah. Doing a treatment with Mona Lisa, yeah, this is a great prep. It's a great prep for the, for them because because that you know the device is looking for water and one of the things with the CO two lift is that it increases hydration one hundred seventeen percent after one application, wow. so it's going to help to prepare the tissue to receive that energy. So I would for a woman who has a lot of atrophy, I generally recommend they do at least three treatments before. And what a difference you'll see when you look at that tissue. They'll be able to take the treatment and and recover better, and it enhances the results as well as it uh, reduces the downtime and it stabilizes the pH. I have been using Mona Lisa since it it came it came on the market in 2015, 2016, and it's been a huge part of my practice along with radiofrequency treatments, microneedling, and so on. I've only had uh, very, very few patients with any complication whatsoever. But I can think of two, one recent and one from two or three years ago, who had post-procedure discomfort, irritation, uh, that just hasn't gone away the way everybody else's did. I am very interested in, in trying this right away on those patients because i i think this might just be the answer for them that this just to increase the blood supply and consequently decrease the inflammation or have the inflammatory process go through its its same oh, process for sure. that's that's and really great it's fantastic so i'm very very interested in trying this for all very those nice patients. very nice and and you know i think that um you know combination therapy always works really nicely yeah. So I, I think it works even better than any standalone. So certainly pairing them together would be, I think, a great thing for a woman, especially if she wants imme more immediate results too, because, um, Which you know, they usually and, do. sorry. Which they usually do. They okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> women, after they get the vaginal rejuvenation procedures, they are so excited to have sex. Yes. You know, yeah. when can I have sex, you know, and they're yes. so excited. But does this interact at all with um, women that use some type of estriol cream, vaginal cream at night? Does it interfere with that or no? Not at all. Not at all. I use one myself. Okay. No, it's um, it's so I was actually on hormone therapy before I did the CO2 lift. Okay. V. So, um, no, but it doesn't, it doesn't interfere with that. This is hormone free. So for some women who are not choosing to do hormones, maybe because of breast, whatever the reason yeah. they may not, this is a great alternative to, for them, because they're going to get the results, um, that they want without having to, you know, they don't want to take hormones because it's hormone free, but yeah, it's, I think you said something, Karen, interesting, you know, women, I think our biggest sex organ is our brain. And when a woman does a treatment like a vaginal rejuvenation, she's expecting 
everything to be more pleasurable. Mm -hmm. So it kind of excites us and puts us in that frame of mind that we want to, we want to go and see how this feels now, you know? Yeah. So certainly um, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of, of vaginal restoration, vaginal rejuvenation, whatever term people want to call it. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that, you know, we're in charge of it and we could do it at home. I use the Mona Lisa, but Mm -hmm. I am a wimp honestly. And even though I do marketing for the office, I know everything about everything. I talk to patients all the time. I still, when it's time to do that Mona Lisa, I'm just devastated. <laughs> so I can't wait to try this. Can't so, wait for you to try it too. Yeah. Also too, you can think of it almost like uh, an insurance policy. You know, you, when you spend, you buy a TV, whatever, you have an extended warranty. So you invest in the Mona Lisa mm-hmm. or the Amoeba, whatever device why not extend the results? Oh, so yeah. doing CO2 lift is just going to extend the results of what you just did. Yeah. I mean, I'll continue. Mona Lisa works for me, so I would never stop it. But yeah, it used to be like I could go a good year plus. Now it's more like seven, eight months, mm-hmm. you know, before so I can- really, if I'm really honest with myself where I'm like, well, it's kind of hurts a little bit again. And yeah, the vaginal dryness, pain, all that stuff comes creeping back. So, wow. And, and I cannot is, wait to try this. This is this. not yeah. an expensive treatment. I'm amazed at how economical it is. It's yeah, pretty... it's very affordable. And as you mentioned before to Karen, that it's, it's kind of like you get control because you kind of, you know, we, we always recommend 10, but some women don't do as much as 10. In fact, we had a webinar the last year, October, we had, um, she was an oculoplastic surgeon. She was on, they were talking, and there were other, you were a gynecologist, another gynecologist on, they were talking about the V with, particularly with lichen sclerosis. That was the topic. She was on because she is a provider of the pro and now the V, but what caught her interest was the CO2 V. She had suffered from lichen sclerosis for 20 years. Her and her husband are both physicians and they tried everything. And so when her her one of her PAs who had met our team and they said she brought home the brochures. What caught her eye immediately was the fact that CO2V works very well with lichen sclerosis. So she tried it. She bought 15 in her in her webinar and it's on our Lumis site. You'll see she said she didn't even do 10. She said, what a difference it changed her life. Wow. She just picked her husband and they're very excited. So they brought in the V as well as their of course the the pro for the face but yeah it's it's um so as a standalone it's great coupled with procedures it's i think it's fantastic and again you know if you're going if you just want to touch up even after a procedure you can do something like this and you you'll see you'll see the difference right away that's great i'm excited i noticed that uh you you included in your information red alan sod's name uh, yes. Brad and I have known each other for a long time. Um, I learn from him every, every time I talk to him. He's, he's a great guy. He was actually on the podcast, um, couple which weeks we, ago. a couple of weeks ago, we just had it released. Uh, um, he's always putting things together, uh, such as plate the rich plasma exosomes, uh, along with the treatments that he's doing. Do you have any experience of using uh, plate the rich plasma or exosomes on any of your vaginal treatments? Or, or lichen sclerosis? Well, yeah. So he combines, he combines the CO2 lift. He's actually, he gets a lot of this first practice in, in Dallas now. And yeah. before it was in Fort Beach. Um, so he uses, he con- he calls the CO2 lift V a jet fuel. Yeah. 
He says it starts it right away. So right. he uses, he's a big advocate of exosomes, I know. Yeah. Um, but he uses CO2 LeV with it. He feels that it really just kickstarts everything right. for him. So yes, it can be used in combination. I know about it particularly using that way on the face and the neck. In fact, I was just coming from uh, an office and they were using PRP. They put the CO2 lift right on top because it helps to drive it in. Even with exosomes that, uh, you know, they usually you, you, you puncture the skin the CO2 lift is a delivery system. So whatever is underneath it is going to drive it in. Yeah. So it's um, if you're into combination therapy, you, you know, CO2 lift brings your own growth factors and exosomes to the area. But certainly if you're coupling it with it, it's a great treatment to use on top Good of to whatever know. other um, bioregenerative uh, thing you're using. Yeah. It, it certainly looks like it. it fits a lot of uh, needs that we have in trying to improve these treatments. And, and, uh, and I've got to really appreciate what you're doing in the field because you're making people aware of, yeah. of the problem. As, I mean, you're, you're giving the solution to a large extent, but you're making people aware of the problem. And that's, uh, I was asked recently, we've been doing the podcast for um, seven or eight months now. And Somebody asked me right at the beginning, what, what's your goal? And, uh, and I said, well, what's your end, end game? What's your point? And I said, there isn't an end game. It is just informing as many people as I possibly can of these problems that can be addressed. And so getting somebody like yourself onto the, uh, our podcast is hugely helpful for spreading the word. And, yeah. and Red was thrilled to be on and send it to his, you know, 17,000 people that he had <laughs> con connections with. And, uh, and so this is all, I mean, it, it needs all of us to be making this effort because women have been forgotten to a large extent. And um, I mean, whether it was in my early days as an OBGYN, just making things more sensible uh, in terms of hospital regulations of whether siblings could come in to see their newborn baby brother or sister that weren't allowed at, at that point. And then uh, more and more and more just putting patients' needs and, and important feet, uh, factors uh, to resolve those issues for them was, has really been important. Um, I love what you're doing. I, I agree. We need to create more. I don't think there can be too many people doing what you're doing to create awareness because I, I don't I think women understand no. that. Um, they just think it's just it's normal right you know and and i i so inter i was reading something it was on some social media and they were talking about um bioidenticals and people were like if men if if you know we have menopause that's how we're supposed this this is supposed to happen right and i and my argument is you know we're aging is considered a disease we're supposed to get older right nothing is wrong with getting older we just don't want to look it there are things that technology is available to help us to keep looking youthful what about functioning youthfully for down there for a woman? You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just it's quality of life. Yeah. So we need to we need to take control of that. Understand that you know it's not normal to not our libido to decrease. I mean, it's in other words, those are normal things, but it can be things can be done. It doesn't about, have to be like that. Yeah. So I'm really really happy about what you're doing, and um, I think that things are changing. Mm -hmm. You know, the conversations are changing. Um, even with, with, you talk about delivering babies. I remember that um, 
you know, I, it, I, so I married 26 years last year, December celebrated. That's great. I remember, thank you. I remember um, when I had children, it was just, I didn't, we started having issues in our marriage just because I was like, I don't want to have sex anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and then we started having issues, but no one told me that that's normal. I mean, mm -hmm. you know the words, and then I'm breastfeeding. So, cause you know, then you have dr vaginal dryness sense. Here it is. If something like this was available, that just brings back blood flow, just brings back that connection. Yeah. No, we can have, you know, it would have changed things for me. I mean, thankfully we made it through those times, but certainly that's what's happening with other women after children, then going into menopause, mm -hmm. the divorce rate is so high because one of the main reasons too is, is lack of sexual intimacy Yeah, with a woman's part, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, I, I, when we first had uh, access to Mona Lisa and those treatments, I, I was, uh, um, just really amazed at how many people people had this problem, as I said, and uh, and it just uh, it, it required special efforts to be able to talk to these patients about that because as gynecologists we're not trained to do that, um, and and it's hopeless as you as you experience yourself. Who are you going to talk to about those intimate issues other than your gynecologist? And when you when you're reaching somebody with a blank face or telling you it's all normal. You know, well, sorry, normal's not satisfactory. You know, let's let's fix it. So, you know, something else I wanted to just talk about is, um, you know, even with say with labiaplasties and surgery down there, because I, I started working with a lot of surgeons, and I remember just recently I was in Nashville, we talked to a couple surgeons down there, and they were saying, you know, there are very little complications that they feel that they run into when they have when they do a labiaplasty or a vulvaplasty or vaginoplasty, um, and one of the things that I brought to their attention is that I'm talking to some of their patients. They may not have an issue, but their patients are now uncomfortable peeing, or they may walk and they feel like they're going to tear. Like mm -hmm. things like yeah. those type of healing issues, the CO2 lift addresses. So it's about patient comfort. It's about enhancing right. the, the, the results, but also about the patient experience. Can you imagine putting this on it healing faster, but they're not patient, not feeling that way. Those are some of the things where the CO2 lets. And I know so many women are opting for labiaplasties are doing surgical oh, yeah. intervention down there. They, something else is needed to kind of help that healing process to be smooth and comfortable for them. And this is an option as well. That's good to know. Cause we yeah. do have a lot of patients that have a very difficult time healing. Yeah. From labiaplasty. Yeah. It's a slow process. Yeah, it is. Sure. And, it, and it, it can be very painful. So this, I, I see lots of uses for this in my yeah. practice. <laughs> just... I do too. And I want to go into, um, if we can, if you guys are done with the vagina, can we talk about the face, the facial application? Do you need to find another doctor here to do that? <laughs> <laughs> a face? What's that? Okay. Yes. No, I'm really sure. curious about this because again, I'm, I am a wimp and yes, we have all kinds of things in the office, um, microneedling and CO2 laser, but I just, as I'm getting older, I don't want to feel uncomfortable at all, it seems. So tell us about the facial application. Oh my goodness. So this is um, many different things. First of all, with one of the things that we kind of bucked up on was when you put it on top of numbing cream. So there's a benefit of pre-treating the skin. We talked about pre-treating mm -hmm. the vagina, the vulva area. Okay. 
the, the same same with the face, you know, because again, the, the whatever device you're looking at is looking for the water in the skin. Why they started putting it on top of the numbing cream is because CO2 lift takes about 45 minutes on the skin and no one has time to type their practice. So one particular doctor, Dr. Tess Mauricio, actually she's in, um, she's in San Diego at an office in Beverly Hills. It was because of her. She said, just for pay, just for time's sake, she put it on top of the numbing cream because she's like, I'm just going to pre-treat the skin. Then her patients were getting a much more comfortable experience. They're like, doc, is this, what's, what did you do differently? We did actually a blind split face with Sunil Chili Curry on pain, on top of numbing cream, using the ultrasound gel on top of numbing cream, and then the CO2 lift. Again, 100% less pain on the side of the CO2 lift. Wow, why? What? Because it's driving it further into the skin. Because remember oh, I say it's a delivery. Oh, okay. So, so even with deeper. It goes deeper. So that's for comfort. In fact, even with the in-mode Morpheus V, empower platform one of their physicians started doing that with the morpheus v they put the the numbing cream on put the co2 lift v on before they do it um and you're talking about much more comfortable treatment and then of course the the recovery in for the patient is quicker they, they she will say after 990 something pulses on that area no swelling but okay going back to the face so that's one area that it can help to be more comfortable and okay. then after then also the downtime you apply it immediately after. You don't have to stay on in the, in your physician's office. You can walk with it at home because it's an easy peel off. It's going to reduce the downtime in half. But also too, in terms of just, I like to say that we don't get old, we dry up. We are born this beautiful grape. Our skin is plump and smooth. What is the difference between a grape and a raisin? It's a water content. Mm -hmm. It's A raisin is a dehydrated grape. So we fortunately have technology that's keeping the water in our skin and CO2 lift does that very nicely. You think about that 117% increase in hydration after one application. You want to do a series of three, then you can maintain it by doing monthly. Another thing with aging on the face, which I think was great, it came out in JCAD this year. It was um, Dr. Zoe Drelos, a dermatologist, did that study. The elasticity in the skin, 26% increase in elasticity. So as we get older, we want that elasticity mm -hmm. in our skin. Just so maintaining a monthly treatment. So again, going back to the, the vagina, we want that elasticity. It's good bringing that elasticity to that area as well very quickly. So, but for the face, and I tell you something, Karen, the neck for, as a woman, the neck is super important because we can do our face. Yeah. What do we use in our neck? Again, yeah. the CO2 is a great way to keep that. The hands, I, I I recently started doing my hands because I I have vitiligo and I started using steroids on my, my hands and it's making my thinner. I put the CO2 lift on when I do my, I do it the treatment every two weeks. I put on some gloves and walk around because just because I want to use my hands. Mm -hmm. I don't want to it's a wonderful treatment. So yeah, for the face, the neck, the hands, some people using it on the knees, anywhere that's crepey skin that you want to just regenerate it. They're using it on breast tissue after surgery, on the stomach. I mean, it can really be used on any part of the body. What is the application for the face if you're using this product just at home or at home? Yeah. So you want to do uh, you want to do a minimum of three. That's always a loading dose, and it can be done once a week for three weeks. Then you want to maintain it by doing monthly treatments. Okay. 
it's a, it's or at very least I the reason I'm doing every two weeks because I can't use any other energy on my skin because I may get some of the what they call them again the lesions come by my face which I don't want from the vitiligo so I don't use okay. any energy on my face and my neck so I do a CO2 lift every two weeks and it really is remarkable to keep it looking hydrated healthy yeah uh, you know just you'll see when you get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. Hydration is, we are drying up. I agree with you. And even things like when I get lab work done and the technician says, are you dehydrated? And I'm thinking, yes, I guess, but I drink a ton of water. I eat so many fruits and vegetables. I, but yeah, I'm getting older and I'm drying up. What can I say? It has nothing to do with eating and drinking. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> so Oh, it doesn't. I agree. And I drink a gallon of water. I'm a big um advocate of drinking a lot of water, but the skin isn't benefiting from yeah. it unless you do something you have to do something else for it. And that this is certainly one of the things that um you can do. And I think it should be a it's almost like a essential part of a, your toolkit skin because it, it it when you increase the thickness in your skin then the other skincare that you're using can be more effective because yeah. now you have something to put it on when your skin is thin it's almost like you're applying things to this very thin i always think of a sponge that you buy at the supermarket you know it's thick and it can hold a lot of water on the counter but then you use that sponge it gets thinner less water it can hold right so that's what our skin is like that so we can increase the thickness of our skin then we, this, even our skincare products will work better. It will, it will just hold it. And you'll actually, you, that, that's when you get that baby looking skin. Yeah. I think it's a very good special defense product. Yeah. Can it be used with CO2 laser? Yes. In fact, we've done, I mean, many of our derms and plastics are using it with that, but we're doing a study right now in the combination with Mayo Clinic. Steve Diane is doing a study, we're going to be starting it this month where we're doing it post CO2 laser. Again, it heal the healing time is is really good on that, but also enhancing the results of it. Because again, CO2 lift is a treatment on its own, but coupling it with a CO2 laser, it, you're going to get a better result, less downtime, which is what everyone wants, which you said, mm -hmm. which like, you know, no one has time to be stuck not having their face look back to normal, right. as well as improving the results of the treatment. And, and for our surgical patients, we do a lot of breast and body work in the office. We, um, a lot of them are using like a, a silicone gel for scars. So where would this product work in for aftercare and, or post-care? I mean, pre-care pre and post-care. Yes, post okay. Well, pre is, it's, it's always great to do that. But I think with a, any type of like silicone gel, usually I think you have to wait, what, seven days? before when do you start using it before, um, okay. i'd have to defer to our plastic surgeon yeah it's not right away well this where this will come in right away so you're think about a hyperbaric oxygen chamber but a gel oh, so you're yeah. putting it on right in they roll them out put it on the pa puts it on some some surgeons what they do if was when it's the body they wrap them with with some type of like cellophane put a thing on them so the gel is kept under under the under the wrapping and then when they come back the next day they just simply change it because even though it stays on for 45 minutes if it stays on longer it's not hurting them but just for the convenience they put it on wrap them put tape over it send them home come back switch it out put another one on because it's always a minimum of three that's the, and by doing it that way it's going to get a better healing preventing any scars so when you use the the the, the, the scar cream it's just going to enhance it 
So you start right away. The first three days are optimal to get a better healing response because you're putting all that oxygen there. You're starting that healing process right away. Well, and you brought up the the chamber. Yes. So would this be instead of? Yes, instead of. Okay. So we're just doing, we're working with um, Dr. Alfredo Hoyas, who is, he was the one who pioneered um, the high def lipo. And he's just completed a study where he used 50 patients. They did the control side. Now he always does HBO, right? But he wanted to see how this would compare. So he did none, nothing on one side, CO2 left on the other side. And he's very impressed. It, he said it almost works better than HBO, just simply because of the fact that the patient has a control, you know, and the contraindications of an HBO, you don't have that with the CO2 left. So yes, it can Wait, be used what's, right. What's the H? Yeah. Hyperbaric oxygen. Okay, that's what you're referring to. Okay, got it. Yes, make, yes. Just making sure. So, yes, yes. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, because so, those are those are expensive for people to use, and they've been proven to help, you know, post-care with surgical patients. But a lot of people, it's the time and the money and finding the right chamber, right? Because it was this kind, and then it was this kind. And you know what I mean? It keeps changing. So... Um, I think that's great that this is an option. So do they put it like if they have lipo, let's say they have 360 lipo, they mm -hmm. would put it an application all the way around. Right. So where the black and blue. So mm -hmm. yes, you put all then you would need to wrap it with cellophane. So for instance, I've had a body treatment. I've had the uh, Morpheus body treatment. And what, what I found w w when doing it is the healing time. It's mm -hmm. very, that skin is, oh I, for God. me, it took eight, eight weeks to Same. heal. Same, my stomach. I had it on my abs. It took forever. And we had a trip to Hawaii and I was like, I guess I'm in a one piece. I mean, yeah. right. Same. I had the grid. It was a full grid on my yes. stomach. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, the second, and the only reason why I did it, because I had paid for it and I couldn't do it on my face anymore because of the thing. So I said, let me just do it on my body. The second time when I first, and then the, the pain. Oh yeah. Anyway, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my. What it's day and night, day and night. So I told my my provider, I said, let's do this. Put the numbing cream on. Put the CO two lift. Wrap it. So pre treated. She did the treatment day and night in terms of pain. When I tell you comfortable, then she wrapped, did it again, wrapped me with cellophane, went home, and then I did a, a third one. My healing time went to four weeks. And you kept the cellophane on overnight, like 24 no, hours? No, no. Just, no, just 45 minutes, just oh, because I'm... Minutes. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. As long as it's 45 minutes. Um, if I was going to bed, I would have just done that. But I had it was in the day. I just took it off. That's it. You but know, like, you just okay, wipe for, it off. For post-op, so would the plastic... Would they do this like post-op care, put it on? Or would it be... Okay, and wrap Post-op, okay. and then wrap. So it depends on what their process is. For instance, some people, they stay in a hotel, so they right by or in the actual building, you know, where they are. So they'll put it on and then they'll peel it off and then just wrap them. But most times they're going to put it on, wrap them, and then the patient comes back the next day and then they will take it off, look at the patient, put another one on, wrap the patient. You see? Oh, wow. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Sorry, I hijacked it, but... <laughs> I think too also pellets. I don't know if you do pellets. Oh, for we me, do pellets, yeah. For me, what was an issue? So I um I do a Vexa pellet, but they did once the one time when I did it, I always put a CO2 left on after. The one time that I didn't is when you see a scar. My husband, mm -hmm. the same thing. 
he had he keloid on the side that he didn't use the CO2 left. So it, it prevents, it, it gives you a better healing to prevent keloid. So if you have patients, Asians, you know, blacks who oftentimes that that's a problem, certainly putting a CO2 left will give them a better healing time. So even with pellets, I use it. Wow. Good what to know. about like that, um, the C-section scar that so many women have to deal with? Yes. If it can be applied again, would it be applied underneath when they sew you, put it on, they put the bandage, and then they would take it off. Suppose, suppose the patient, the the doctor isn't um, they don't have enough information and they're like, no, then the patient will have to do it. To do it. Yeah. yeah. They would have to do it for themselves. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that it's going to, because again, it's start, it's bringing blood flow, it's creating that vascularity. It's, 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 it's starting that process so that you can prevent scars. Mm-hmm. That initial dressing after a C-section of any big abdominal incision like that is only going to be on for 24, maybe 36 hours. So okay. it, would, it would really work well for the patient to be able to apply that themselves and they wouldn't yeah. have to involve the physician with that exactly so, yeah. right good. but then they have to buy it from him or they buy it from somewhere else but they, yeah, the, the right. co2 lift is sold the, so we have the two versions we have the co2 lift pro that's sold only by physicians okay. we have a different slightly different formulation that we sell on our website but we sell it for the same price that doctors are recommended to sell it for so even so people prefer to buy from their physician the pro because they're getting a they're getting higher concentration. They have other uh, other things that help with skin brightening and skin lightening. Um, they're not getting that with the, the regular. So they would want to get it from their provider, the CO2 okay. Lip Pro. And you sent that to us, I hear. I know, yes. and I'm going to have to check on on why that didn't. We went over the address, and it was sent to the right address. So I'm going to have to see where. And I'll check. I'll check. I'll look at the tracking. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if I send you the tracking, but I'll look and see what's going on. But you should get it soon. Okay. Okay. So the... In our conversation the other day, the fun fact that I learned about you was, uh, first of all, mistaking your, as I didn't have a visual image of you, um, I was guessing at the, the slight accent that you have, and you told <laughs> me that, that it's Jamaica. So, yes. and, and I, I told you that I grew up in Trinidad, and uh, from the ages of, uh, I think, seven to 14. So cricket was my first love. And, but how long were you in Jamaica. When were you Jamaica, born? There? So my parents actually um, had me in DC when they were at Howard okay. University. So I was born here, but I went back to Jamaica when I was five, and I so I went to school in Jamaica, I, um, high school and college, and then I went also to university at SUNY Albany. So yeah. I've lived in Jamaica most of my life, and even when I would travel, I would travel for summer up here. But Jamaica's home to me. Yeah, great. I didn't actually move away until I was in my 20s. And then how did that happen? How did you get into this? And I see you have another um, business for weight and health. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not really promoting that. I mean, we have someone who who works that, but um, I went back to school. So I worked, my background was in business, you know, accounting, finance. um, And then I went back to school, studied nutrition and opened weight loss clinics just 20 years ago. And, uh, we started with one and then we grew, we just grew in locations and I used HCG, which at the time we were the first to introduce it into the tri-county in Florida. And we, we, we've helped thousands of people with that. Yeah. Then when we changed our model and went to virtual, 
we had one location which we had a med spa and that's what i was looking for something as unique as hcg something different that no one has heard about that's effective mm-hmm. and um and we came upon carboxy therapy which we saw the injectable and then we just did research and we found the gel and then we met with them and then everything is history <laughs> that's great i love that well i i can't wait to get this product and start trying it on the patients i'm 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 sold i'm a believer already so thank you very much. Um, again, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, is there anything we can do to promote what you're doing? I mean, how do oh we help God. other than spreading the word? Trying to spread oh, my the word. God. First, you guys are so amazing. Love your accent. Love both of you. Just such a great, this has been such a great conversation. I mean, I think just, um, you know, people want to find more information. I love talking about this. They can find me on my personal Instagram is the Lana Kerr. And I'm people DM me all the time. And I always look to respond very quickly. Our CO2 lift team on CO2 lift V and CO2 lift. They're also great at responding for any questions on this. But I think that um, the more providers, especially as you, you mentioned before, gynecology is changing to to include quality of life type yeah. of things. Um, I think they're the hardest physicians for me to kind of get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mindset, you know, so I think more and more of that would help. That always helps because because the patients trust them. And, you know, if they use it for themselves, see the research is being done and advocate it, then I think that that will definitely help to spread the word as well. Thank you very much again. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Really Thank you it. so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lana. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we're getting really good feedback. We'd really appreciate a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Thank you. You can always DM the Vagina Doctor Instagram with any questions or topics you'd like to learn more about or email us. The Vagina Doctor Podcast. It all starts here.